guys, welcome back to Projects That Matter. Christian is the CEO of Up and Over, a community that inspires belonging, growth, and freedom for people that have a disability through a range of community-based activities and even overseas travel. Christian is joining us today. Thank you so much for joining us, Christian. Thanks for having me on, Molly. It's uh, good, good to be here. Now, tell me, Christian, how did Up and Over actually begin? Um, so we were founded towards the start of 2020, um, around the time when COVID hit and there was that first kind of set of lockdowns. Um, and like we knew that was going to be a challenge, uh, probably not as much as it ended up being, um, but we took it as an opportunity to kind of like prepare ourselves and train staff, like create policies and register with the right corporate bodies, uh, basically so we could hit the ground running when everything else started up again. Um, at the time, uh, I guess the reason we started was because there was a really strong demand for like a fresh kind of style of social support in our community. Um, I guess the introduction of the NDIS had initially made the environment very rigid um, and the landscape of social support was very basic. Uh, my younger sister um, has a disability, so I was already naturally kind of in that space of um, disability support and I, I just kind of thought that it was something that we could uh, do better um, and something that we could um, improve uh, so we kind of like use those gaps that we saw as inspiration for the way that we wanted to shape up and over um, and that was that we wanted to build like a strong community and uh, we wanted great relationships with the participants and their families between the staff uh, we wanted to create a place where everyone felt welcome and, and where everyone felt like their opinion was being heard and being an inclusive uh, place and focusing on supporting a diverse group of people uh, was definitely also a big priority of, of ours. Yeah, great. So I guess you saw that gap in the market and obviously um, it was something that was a bit more personal for you because of your sister as well and you just felt like you could do it, do it better and you could address those issues a bit better and it sounds like it's been so successful for you as well yeah we've certainly uh come come a long way from the early days um like i think we currently support around 160 different people in their families um, mainly across the northern beaches um but also other areas around sydney as well Wow, that's a lot of families. And what services does Up and Over offer? Uh, yeah, so we're an entirely community-based um, organisation. So we don't operate out of like a hub or like a centre or anything like that. We, we base all of our activities because we find like so much value in those real-life experiences and, and doing things uh, together. But we, we offer uh, social groups. Um, that's how we kind of started. We have three kind of different social groups uh, that are kind of categorised by age. Um, so we have a teenage um, high school kind of age group and we have a young adults group for kind of those 18 to 30-ish. And then we have another group that's a bit older, kind of like a, a mature aged like adults group as well but all, all of those groups in, in in themselves do activities every week um, they all do about one weekend trip or extended trip uh, per month throughout the year and then uh, the the youngest group uh, the the high school kids they also have like school holidays as well um, so we have have a full schedule and then we, we also last year we started up uh, a, a midweek 
also a community-based program called Upskill. It's kind of split into uh, three three areas, um, and we have teams go out each day. Uh, one of the areas is like community skills, so learning things like money handling, transport and travel. Uh, they learn about like social interactions and how to interact with like the community as well. Um, we then have uh, a network team uh, where we uh, go out into the community and create connections with uh, local organisations and businesses, and then we actually volunteer at those places. And that's really beneficial because it's one a way of us kind of giving back, but we're also creating our own network in the community. And then we have like a new option starting next year actually called Connect. The idea behind Connect is for a group to go out and uh, meet with various uh, people with different backgrounds and perspectives in life um, in, in the community again. Um, and learn how those people, I guess, like their views on certain topics, whether it's like Indigenous Australia and we go meet with an Aboriginal like elder and learn about the dream time, or it might be um, exploring different topics within, within Pride Month as well. Wow, I love hearing about those projects. As for the upskill project, um, so it involves money handling, social interaction. So how does that work? What would a like, day-to-day look like for the upskill project? So learning skills, I guess, um, is always like a really important area in, in anyone's life, especially like those hands, hands-on hands skills, um, which is why we yeah want to be kind of like in the community. We've come up with a kind of like pathway um, and guideline that shapes the structure of, of the year and, and week upon week. Um, and I guess uh, like we, we break it down into like capabilities. So one of the capabilities might be transport and travel. Um, and then within that capability um, are skills um, and aims. And each week uh, the, the team works on a different uh, skill base. So transport and travel, that might be one week um, really honing in on the skills of uh, preparing and planning a trip um, the next week it might be all of the necessary all of the necessary skills around like starting that trip with topping up opal cards or um, tapping on like making sure that you're getting on the right bus um, then the following week it might be finishing that trip um, getting off at the right stop and making sure that we're getting off safely I think we also have like road safety uh, within that capability as well so we kind of like to build skills each week and we, we have a, a focus area and then we build upon it the following week yeah right so the, this project it kind of creates that independence for the person yeah definitely yeah, that's amazing. And I read a little bit online about some of the camping trips and the holidays you guys go on. Um, so what could someone expect when going on a camp or a holiday with Up and Over? Um, I mean, first of all, like you, you could expect a lot of fun. Um, like we set up these trips based on activities or events that I guess we don't have access to in, in Sydney or, or, or things that are local. So that kind of applies to weekend trips that might be up or down the coast, um, but also like the extended trips and um, the traveling that we've been doing as well. Um, and that's really the same as what any of us would do as well. Like, what do you do when you're on a holiday? You go try new things, you try new food, um, you go outside of your comfort zone. But I guess 
probably one of the best things about going away with like a group of friends is just how much stronger your relationships become, um, like with everyone else who's uh, who's part of the group. I think when you think about just like the usual day or activity, um, and that might run for six or seven hours, there's there's a certain limit to how well you can get to know someone and, and the connection that you make with them. But when you're on a trip, you might be spending anywhere from 48 to 100 like consecutive hours together. Um, I mean, like you're going to sleep together, you're waking up together. Um, like the vibe, the vibes are great, and it it feels just like a big family. Um, there's just, I guess, so much more time to connect with people on a deeper level. Um, like more time outside of whatever the main activity might be that day, whether that might be uh, like cooking a meal together or playing board games before bed. Um, like it's often those kind of slower moments where the magic like happens and, and where the relationships are built. And I guess like it replicates what you or I would experience too. Like we, we have friends where we do usual day-to-day activities or, or friends at work, um, but we also have other friends who we, we travel with as well. Um, and, and the people that we travel with, we know that those connections and those friendships are so deep. Um, and if they're not, you become we know that you become just so much closer after a trip together. So, yeah, I'd say like on a trip with us, you can definitely expect to have fun. Um, and, yeah, you can definitely expect to make deeper connections and friendships with with everyone else who's on the trip. How incredible. And I saw online as well that you've done a few overseas trips. I've seen some incredible photos of glaciers. I think also you... Was it was it Singapore that you visited as well? Um, yeah, we were just in Singapore last month. Yeah. So what overseas trips have you done so far? Um, so our first overseas trip was Fiji last year. Um, and I guess the the idea like what well, like we're very intentional with the way that we um set up um up our trips because we have so many people who who may never have been on a flight before. Some people um, haven't been on an overseas trip before or they haven't been on a flight without their parents. And it's really important that we um, make the right, uh, like we we have the right planning steps in place to uh, make sure that these trips are are successful. So Fiji was our first one and just being kind of like a a three-and-a-half-hour flight, uh, we knew the environment over there was like very welcoming and friendly, but it still kind of offered a different culture, which is great a great part of like traveling. So Fiji was our first, and then one of the groups went to Canada um, in September this year. So they went over, uh, flew into Vancouver, and then they did a seven day cruise around Alaska, um, and that's where you would have seen uh, the videos and the photos of being on a glacier. One of the stops was getting a helicopter and going for a bit of like a hike um, on the ice, which was uh, incredible. <laughs> so That's incredible. That's definitely on my bucket list. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it, w- it was amazing. And that that trip came because that that's just what, like, in, in fact, like Fiji and Canada uh, were both trips that the, the guys themselves wanted to do and they were recommended from the people, yeah, the, the people in the groups. It's great that we can we can fulfill those dreams for them. 
Yeah, honestly, that's that's incredible. I don't think I've heard of anyone implementing huge holidays like that. Now, I wanted to ask as well. So from your perspective, obviously, people with a disability sometimes experience challenges. So what impact do you think Up and Over has in the life of someone with a disability? Um, so I'd say probably one, one of the biggest impacts is uh, building confidence and self-belief. And it's brought by creating like a positive and, and supportive environment that comes through creating like genuine friendships and sharing interests with people, uh, sharing success and overcoming challenges together. And I guess like we we try to help build up confidence and, and a so-called ladder of success. We, we can then use that and then kind of like tap into a more organizational goal of ours, which is to help people kind of believe that they can achieve anything and that they can like start to dream a little bigger. I, th I think the clearest example again is probably like with our travel experiences and and similar to how the, the, the points that I just mentioned, but like airports in general are like, they're very high, like they're high stress environments and then couple that with potentially like your first flight or first time overseas or like longest time you might've been away from your family and you can suddenly understand how like doubt can creep in and how anxiety levels increase and as I mentioned like these are common things that lots of people like experience and I think like we, we support quite a diverse group as well so, so some of the group may require um, like oxygen on the flight and others might need a special harness if they usually use a wheelchair um, so there's generally lots of like obstacles and it can be quite like daunting and challenging uh, to do. So yeah, like like I said, like we're quite intentional with the way that these these trips come about, and like you start with a few shorter flights to Byron Bay and the Gold Coast, and kind of build that confidence and and belief that they can do it, um, and then kind of tap into a, a few longer uh, flights, like Fiji, three and a half hours, but then Singapore, like eight hours, um, and like Canada, <laughs> Canada was obviously uh, much longer. Um, at about 14 hours, but that was with uh, a bit of an older group as well. Uh, Singapore and Fiji were the young, the younger groups. Um, so I guess the older group already had um, a bit more experience and confidence in that area. Um, but I mean, like just after coming back from Singapore, like we've seen such a increase in like confidence in that traveling group. Um, and they're now getting excited to travel and they're thinking outside of the box and wanting to go to new places and try new things. Like it feels like we've opened up like a can of worms um, and like <laughs> people are already suggesting um, like Europe and America and Africa and like not, not too long ago their idea of like a holiday might have been just as far as like regional New South Wales or um, down to the the south coast, which is fine, but it's great that they've kind of tapped into this new new potential and and they've got that confidence that they can actually do it. Definitely. I think confidence is so hugely important for a person with a disability because even those overseas trips, um, like you were saying, the going to the airport is so daunting and, and there's a lot of people around and it's high stress and it's really pushing them out of their comfort zone. So easing them into those things, it just makes them more comfortable um, with the world around them and allows them to maybe feel more confident about 
progressing and moving forward and achieving what they want to achieve. And then uh, their opportunities expand completely. Yeah, exactly. What is a memory from a holiday or a camping trip with Up and Over that you will always remember? Oh, gosh, it's so, it's so hard to, to pick. Like, I, I was lucky enough to be on the Canada and Alaska trip and on the glacier, and, like, that was definitely a wow moment. But I think, I think one of my favourite memories would have to be a trip we did earlier down to the south coast. And we had a day where we went to a a small kind of like family run uh, like music festival kind of thing, just on like um, like a farm kind of vibe. And, and and like when we got there, we did like a color run with with everyone, and we like swam in the river. Um, and then there was like scheduled for two hours of of downtime. Um, like everyone else there was camping for the the weekend and. Like you can imagine how <laughs> how everyone needed that afternoon off. Um, but yeah, like we we'd finished lunch and like we're ready to do something, and we've kind of just asked if we could set up a speaker um, on one of their side uh, side stages. Um, and yeah, they they helped us set it up, and like a few of our like we we started running our own kind of like karaoke session, and like the guys that we had on are just like they they love a performance, and and they've got so many songs like in <laughs> in their library um that they they want to perform and sing um and as they were doing so like just all these people just started kind of um gathering around like the stage and i think we ended up with uh, like 50 to 100 people around the stage all like singing along and dancing um really like getting behind everyone who was like performing and we ended up doing yeah like a full two hour set for like kind of a, a a decent size like crowd um but i think it just that that moment in particular brought me so much joy to be a part of um because like i could see how much um the group who were performing were just like thriving and loving it they got so much confidence they still chat about it <laughs> to this day and like it just really highlighted the importance of like the community and how much like benefit that has when like everyone is so like supportive um and and backs you and um yeah like a yeah it, it was a really it was a really fun fun time and like the, it was received so well and yeah for people who were <laughs> meant to be having having a downtime we were kind of like that that group that kind of kicked off the party into the afternoon and evening that's incredible. That really warms my heart to hear that. That's very sweet. Yeah, like the guys were performing everything from the YMCA to um, like ACDC, um, like Ice Ice Baby uh, was probably the crowd favourite. Um, the, the Time Warp, like, yeah, it, it was great. Yeah, the classics. I would have loved that. I wish I was there. <laughs> yeah, and I think just so like spontaneous as well. Um, like that that was not planned <laughs> like it, it just kind of happened and the momentum built and yeah how incredible that that sounds like so much fun um and i think it just shows how fun it is for them and how much of a positive impact up and over is having you mentioned earlier about the social committee that involves the beneficiaries how does the social committee work 
Um, yeah, so the social committee is comprised of like a group of, of of the participants and they're either nominated by their friends to be in the committee or they can self-nominate as well. We're, we're, we're open to anyone who who wants to uh, take control of, of their own life, of course. <laughs> so um, we meet about one, once a month and, uh, yeah, they, they represent the, the wider kind of social group. Um, and it's a way that we encourage our participants to have a bit of like autonomy and control over their social lives. Because yeah, like at the end of the day, it's their social life and it's their their friends. So everything that we do um, needs to have them as a focus. And I guess at the meetings, the committee help us review activities that we've done um, that previous month. Um, so making sure that everything's up to their standard and what we're doing is actually things that they're interested in. Um, and even more exciting is recently we've been uh, supporting them to actually plan um, and run their own activities uh, with, with their friends. So um, like putting together uh, what, what a day looks like and what activities they're going to be doing, um, inviting people to come along and then actually have the person who's like organising it um, actually have them running the activity itself. Um, like we'll have staff there. Uh, for support, but we try to encourage uh, the, the leader to kind of take control of uh, when when to move to a different area or when to um, jump out of the pool and get dry and and move to move to dinner. Um, so yeah, it's a really exciting project. That sounds really cool. It's sort of giving them control over the activities that up and over offers. Yeah, we kind of joke around that um like the the end goal for us is to become redundant um which is <laughs> which is this is sad truth i love that <laughs> that's very funny that's incredible so why do you think it's important that these kind of programs exist uh so i think one of the one of the simplest reasons is simply just to reduce isolation um, like I think we all felt the impact of what isolation's like during the height of the pandemic. Um, like it's hard; it doesn't doesn't feel good. Um, but unfortunately, like isolation doesn't stop for a lot of people with disabilities, and lots of people who we meet, like they do, spend lots of their time at home and with their family or in like shared accommodation arrangements. Um, and some don't have like social groups or anyone to meet up with. Um, and that's why it's yeah like important to have options like Upnova out there and and know that they exist. I mean, like we we like to try new things, and like I think it's so important to have this uh, mentality towards social support and giving people with disabilities the opportunity to try something different. Like it's what everyone deserves. Um, like as an example, you and I, like we like we have the opportunity to go to the park and have a barbecue every week and like yeah we have the opportunity to do, do the same thing every week but but we don't we look for new things to do with our friends and that's exactly what like we're encouraging too and like it like it provides a greater quality of life definitely and how could someone access the programs you offer uh, so to access up and over like ideally you need an NDIS plan um and uh, you need the plan to be self or plan managed. 
if you're in the space, you you might know that what that means. Not not everyone has, has an NDIS plan, but the funding does help like cover the associated costs. Sounds great. Well, thanks for listening in, guys, and a big thank you to Christian for joining us. If you would like to learn more about Up and Over, head to projectsmatter.info slash podcast, or simply just go to our bio and click the link. See you next time with Projects That Matter.